Welcome, everybody, to another incredible episode with Doing Business with a Servant's Heart. And I got another servant, Robert Plank here. Robert, welcome to our show. Glad to be here. Well, I love having you know, love having people like you. And you know, you're a Californian, so that's even better. We sounds like we grew up close to each other. Let's talk about where you're all started, what you do right now in, in your business and how it got started and why you started it. So what I do now, it's called DFY Podcasts. We we run podcasts, and the way that it started was I was always real excited about computer programming, making uh you know pro- computer programs, making apps, things like that. But I didn't want to work for someone else and have to clock in, clock out. And I did a, that for a few years of playing the game of going into employment and you know getting that little item on my resume and dealing with co-worker drama and dealing with that, t- that situation of working with other people who kind of uh, did the bare minimum. And if you uh, rose above and beyond, you were rewarded with more work, with doing more responsibilities for not enough pay. So that wasn't very fun, but the entrepreneurism was more stress, but also more fun and more rewards. Mm-hmm. So I created things like WordPress plugins and courses and things like that. And uh, I kind of struggled for a while, but on the way, I guess a big shift, a kind of aha, is this idea of documenting what you do and of creating information products. And if you have a skill to teach it and put it in writing and put it on video, and you know, you're all about doing business with a servant's heart, and so you're kind of um like giving away or like selling for a low price mm-hmm. uh the the secret sauce, the recipe about what you do. And I went from the before picture was I was struggling to get paid. I was struggling to find clients. I was struggling to find customers. But then after I began giving away some a lot of my information and then selling some of my information, then it was counterintuitive that like by by being more generous and moving the free line, as they say, then it it was I I started to have to turn people down. It was like uh, giving away the information then kind of attracted. Uh, all these people to me. And so that's led to um, like, so I, I used to sell um, different courses on things like how to make a membership site, how to make a book, and then stumbled on this podcasting thing. And the, these last couple of years, especially, uh, you know, pandemic and post pandemic with, with, you know, Zoom is now a good technology and the web cameras look good and the internet access is fast. Uh, podcasting has been a lot of fun, especially because as you know yourself, you can network and connect with a heck of a lot of people and help people. And there's all sorts of other benefiting uh, benefits to that. So a podcast is my bread and butter these days. I love it. And you said a little bit, but again, why podcasting? Podcasting because you can uh, kind of connect one-on-one. You can get your message out there and by repeating and reiterating, you can kind of get it refined. And then there's like the, the geeky benefits uh, like search engine optimization, like when people search these days, they're searching these long phrases like in a couple of days, my wife and I are about to um, potty train our, our kid. We're going to do some kind of three day potty training plan. And we were specifically looking for like, OK, during those three days, what are the exact activities? So like when I do searches these days, I'm looking for something really specific. And so when if you have your own business and you're not sure about what to talk about or write about, you show up on different podcasts and you rank for all kinds of different phrases and keywords. And so when someone is looking for you, but they don't know it yet, 
then they they search some big long phrase and they end up and find you on some podcast appearance that ideally leads back to your website or your podcast. And so, so many benefits, uh, the search ranking, the refining your messaging, and then the one-on-one connecting. You're absolutely right. That's the power. And that's why more and more people are doing podcasts. So in regards to, and I love what you said, because it's true, it's, you know, been two months and I'm just seeing a great network. I had a huge network before, but it's growing because of the podcast. So let's go over some of the details that your company does if somebody wants to do a podcast. So if someone wants to do a podcast, what we do is we load you up in a chat room, basically, and you tell us about your your company and the, what you want the name of your podcast to be, if you have existing like brands, colors, logos, and many times the uh, people get stuck on the silliest things, right? Yeah. And uh, they get stuck on, well, what should I name my podcast? And so many times, name your podcast, your existing book name or your company name, right? That's called branding. And even the the name of your podcast doesn't matter all that much. And you might even change it later or like, you know, change it up, uh, you know, in the future. And so you make your podcast and we figure out a couple of minor details, like the name and the graphic and things like that. And then from that point, moving forward, you give us videos, you give us content. And so it can be as simple as you sit in your car and because your car has you know great acoustics, you can sit in your car, put your phone in selfie mode, record a video. And is that the most high octane, professional green screen look? No, but it gets you started. It gets you some content. And then moving forward, uh, you do kind of what, what you're doing here is you uh, find people who can be on, on your show. And there's people all over the internet who are just like on podcasts all day, every day, because it works. It's good networking. And so the way that the process works is you give my team these video files, and then we get it out there for you. So we publish it on your podcast platforms. So that way it ends up on Apple, Google Podcasts, Audible, iHeartRadio, Spotify, with the the music and the ads, kind of like I listened to a couple of your episodes a few minutes ago, Steve, and I heard like the ads for Infone and uh, the music and things like that. So we get it on the podcast platforms and we get it if you have a, a website, WordPress blog, YouTube channel, uh, cut it up and put it on your social platforms. And so that way you can just focus on those high level revenue generating activities like meeting, networking, being on the show, recording it. And then we worry about getting it to those 50 other different places. So they just really just recording content. You do all the, everything else. Yes, exactly. Because like you could, you could waste your whole day saying, oh, I'm going to only spend this little bit of time recording content and the rest of the day on finding just the right video clips for TikTok or finding a cool graphic and the, or finding a cool quote of yours and putting it on a graphic and posting it to Instagram. So instead of this amount of recording and all this amount on the tech stuff, we'd rather you spend all day recording or even like thinking about your content. And so that way you don't have to switch gears and figure out 50 different things. Robert, you're, you nailed it. I'm going to say my experience. That's what I did. I just started recording guests and by the first month I had 30 recordings and then I was able to, with my group, be able to get it out. And, and, and audience, if you're looking at your podcast, he's absolutely right. It's as simple as that. It's not difficult. I've been looking to do a podcast for years till I ran the group that I work with. And it's really simple. And I love the fact of promotion. Talk about more about promoting their business with their podcast and how you do that. Yeah. So um, like we were saying a few minutes ago about like search engine ranking, right? So if you have 
uh, you say you have Robert Plank on Steve Ramona's podcast. Well, what what shows up in search engines, right? With well, a Steve Ramona, Robert Plank, your company name, my company name, and then depending on what we talk about, there's different uh, like you know phrases and keywords that show up in the title. We create uh, podcast show notes so that way. Uh, deep within the content of the episode itself. There's different uh, things that show up there. There's different like timestamps in the show notes. So that if someone is looking for something uh, specific, then that's a path there. And then as far as um, you getting more attention to your content and things like that, we talked about uh, posting different uh, kind of social media platforms and like different formats. And then you can have a lot of fun with doing things like, uh, promoting, re-promoting old episodes over time, right? Yeah. In six months or nine months, if if even like later in this year, Steve, if you posted this episode that we're on now and it was like months later and you're like still promoting it, I'm, I'd be super delighted, right? And you can tag your guests in these um in in these posts. You can contact your podcast guests and say, hey, I created these graphics that I'm using on my own social media to remove our show. Why don't you, you know, post it on your own social platforms? You can um, write tweets and write uh, promotional emails, like a like a hundred word block of text saying, like, if you have an email list, paste this into your, um, you know, into the sends area of of your autoresponder, and you send that to your guests as well, so that they we, they can promote you, and so. You know, your your show is doing business with a servant's heart. And so both sides are serving, right? Because you're doing your guests a favor because you're giving them a platform to uh you know to to expand their message. Yeah. And then it works the other way because you're on your show uh delivering content. So there's there's all these ways to follow up and to post in many other different platforms just to get that message out more. So true and 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 Audience, listen to the power of what he just said. There's thousands of people between the guest and Robert, what he does, and other people that can pass it on. Your business can get out there pretty quick. So this is something that's pretty powerful that what he's doing. Uh, and it makes it do you know easy for you. Go out yeah, do your yeah. recordings, you know? And I'm sure if you, they need help finding guests, I'm sure you would do that as well, correct? Yeah, I, I love doing that. And I'm glad that you brought it up about finding guests because a lot of people, I mean, just like all these steps in the process we're talking about, it's easy to make so many excuses. And um, and I I have uh, s- tried some some real long shots sometimes with guests. Like um, a week ago, I was uh, chatting with Guy Kawasaki, who was big with the launch of uh, the Macintosh, and he invented like Canva, and he serves on Wikipedia. And I mean, I don't even deserve to be emailing Guy Kawasaki, but I just, I, I tried, right? And somehow he replied to me and I, w- I had a client I was trying to get on his show and he was like, well, you're not a, um, you're not a Neil deGrasse Tyson. You're not a Jane Goodall type. And I was like, oh, okay, but no harm in asking. Yeah. And, um, and so, so yeah, if, um, if someone out there says, well, I don't know uh, who to have on my podcast and likewise, I don't know what shows I should be on. I mean, a really good idea is to look back at like your your top customers, your existing mm-hmm. customers who's paying you every month. Uh, you go back and and uh, think about your mentors. Think about someone that you were in business with maybe like five, 10 years ago, and maybe your podcast is a good reason to reconnect. And uh, so it's, I mean, there's so many cool ways that you can, you know, people think about podcasting as far as like making new relationships you can deepen and strengthen your existing ones. You can find some of these people that you maybe 
you sort of talk to, but could reconnect with, uh, or you can think about your, your top clients and customers and you have them on your show to show off everybody, right? Yeah. Because it shows them off, it shows you mm -hmm. off. And then it, it, for all you know, it might keep them around as a customer for the next five to 10 years. That's powerful. That's a lot of money in somebody's pocket that you're talking about. Um, regards to um, the podcast and do you do other things like blogs, um, you know, other outside sources besides, you know, podcasts can lead into blogs, newsletters. Do you help with all that too? Because it can grow pretty massively. Um, a, a little bit. I mean, the, okay. it depends on the, um, the podcast notes can be pretty detailed depending on how you want them. So those are almost uh, blog posts. And then, um, What's worked well for for me, I haven't done it for actually I, I do do it for one client, but what's worked well for me are like the like the compilation books. And so a fun um kind of low-hanging fruit for podcasting is you you have people on your show and my um my show, I think you'll be episode 926 later on, Steve. And so I've done hundreds of these. And so if you think of, okay, let's say that you you did like a hundred podcast interviews. And you go back and you contact each of those 100 and you say, hey, we're, we're putting together a new book and we're going to have each chapter. Maybe we'll have 10 chapters and we want to uh, kind of transcribe the interview you had on our show and like clean it up and put it in a book chapter. So that way you don't have to do anything. Or if you if you want to um, kind of revise what we transcribed, that's fine. But like the point is, let's say you had 100 podcast guests. And you contact all of them and you get 10 of them to pay you a thousand or two thousand dollars to have a chapter in your book. And then you make like a, a version with them on the cover. You make a little like tiny uh, size with just their chapter. And that's a cool way of, again, deep, and you, you send them a, a bunch of copies of their book in the mail. So it's like deepening the relationship. And it's one of those uh, kind of. Uh, sometimes used, but not often enough ways of repurposing your podcast and getting it into sort of that more written format is taking um, your those guests on your show who agree to it to get their episode put as a chapter of many other multiple authors in a book. And some of these uh, podcast guests that you have, uh, if not for you, they might not ever, ever be published authors. And I mean, you can charge for it, you can do it for free, you can do a mix of that. And so that's kind of as far as um, that idea that you mentioned there of taking the the video and the audio form and making it more printed. The compilation books are a lot of fun. And I've done three of my own over the years. And I have a client right now, we're working on book number 10 in the past uh, year and a half. So it's a really, and, and every book is really good and every chapter is really good. It's not a lot of fluff, like everyone has their own area of expertise because yeah. they've got these decades of knowledge. Then they showed up on a podcast and we just kind of worked our magic and turned it into some printing material. Robert, that's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant because there's a lot of people that like to write books, but they don't know where to start or how or what to do. And you're the guy to go to, to do that. Uh, and you're building content for your book on your podcast. Yes. Wow. That's really brilliant. An audience. I'm saying that twice because Reach out to him. What's your name of your company again, Robert, so they know? DFYpodcast.com. And what's a way they can connect with you? They can connect with me. My uh, my podcast is marketerofthedaycom 
And you can find me on LinkedIn, Robert Plank. And email is robert.plank at gmail.com. So reach out to him. It'll also be in the show notes, but I like my guests. I've started asked to put it out there just to remind people, because if they're interested in a podcast or a book, write your book, do your podcast or podcast and write your book, right? You kind of go both yeah. ways, correct? Yeah, you go both ways or just repeat forever, right? Yeah. You yeah. you make the use the podcast to think of ideas for the book, put out the book, and then put out more podcast episodes talking about the book. And then years pass and you say, hey, I made the book and I put out these podcast episodes. Now I have an idea for another book and it just continues forever. You're just publishing content. When was the, when, what day was your first podcast you recorded? 2012. Okay. So audience up 10 years, 10 and a half year, 10 years, you recorded nine. That's only 90 shows a year. That's not, that's not what I'm trying to say is it's not a daunting task, right? Right. Okay, yeah, and, and and I overthought it. Like um, back then, I mean, there's there still aren't that many rules for, for the internet, and everyone has opinions. But back then, people knew even less. And back then, I thought that I needed hour long episodes, so I really sweated it. And I my first five episodes were an hour, and it was just me. And then after like ten or twenty episodes, I thought, okay, well, maybe it makes more sense to go like twenty minutes per episode. And then for most of those first 100 episodes, it was sometimes I would have a guest, but 100 episodes, it was mostly me. And I ran out of, of ideas. I ran into content. And then it turned into uh, just an, an interview show. And when you have guests on your show, you, you never run out of content because you always have new guests. And especially if you do what you're doing with your show, Steve, is like you you're thinking more in terms of like the umbrella, right? Because it's really tempting and easy to say, well, I'm just going to do like the attorney podcast, right? I'm only going to do a podcast for divorce attorneys, but then you really limit your scope. And then you run into the problem of, well, say there's this podcast and you've had like 80 episodes and all these different divorce attorneys, who's going to like binge listen to that? And then, and then a guest would be thinking like, so now I have to compete with all these other guests who are just like me. So if you think of more in terms of the umbrella and these like wide, varied guests, like my podcast is called Marketer of the Day. So, I mean, that anyone who yeah, like man. markets themselves can can show up. And so we have, it's always interesting for me as a host and interesting as, as a listener. And then you, you have doing business with a servant's heart. So that's like anyone who is in business and serving, which is like most, I mean, not everyone, like my, there might be some scumbags, but mostly everyone is in business to do yeah. good in the world. So you can uh, talk to all sorts of interesting people that you otherwise wouldn't have been speaking to. And you keep it the niche very wide. So that way it just makes it quite a variety of different guests and topics. That's a great tip because I, I, I'm helping a couple people with their podcast and they were niching down way too low. And they're like, oh, you know, if I do salon owners that work with tattoo I said no 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 just think of a broader subject and now she's come up with something that's really broad that can fit more people but follows her passion so audience remember that tip don't niche down niche what'd you say you said niche large no what you said yeah. some niche niche out make it make it big umbrella it's a great analogy for that that's awesome reach out to him and, and, and talk to him more about it. i'm sure he'll sit down and talk to you uh, see how we can help you. Um, another way you can help is what's a book you've read or two that's really helped you get to where you are today? So I would say that the two most valuable books I've ever read 
Number one is think and grow rich. And for some people, that's like their Bible, right? Some people like go through that again and again. And there's all sorts of little like rules. And basically the the synopsis of think and grow rich is they interviewed all these wealthy people and figured out, well, what are their success factors? And there's a few different things. But like what's big about think and grow rich is using the power of your imagination. And it's so easy for your, your subconscious brain, which is running on old, outdated caveman software, to think about the negative, to think about don't don't leave the cave, play it yeah. safe, the tiger's out there, don't take risks. And Think and Grow Rich is all about setting goals and being excited about the future and using the power of your imagination to like visualize what you want. And that's kind of been... Um, kind of like like parody or kind of turn into something weird with like the, this idea of like the secret but there's something interesting there of overcoming your your past neg- or your your caveman negativity and using visualization for good and then as far as applying that into practice the e-myth is like a huge simple mm-hmm. idea but it's powerful and this idea of the of the e-myth of figure out your standard operating procedures and and what you do, including with like podcasting or or wherever it applies, figure out what your checklist is. And then a a really powerful idea in that that changed my life is the idea of there's like your in your business, you have like the worker tier, the manager tier and the boss tier. And so you might think that you're all the above. Well, then you're just the worker tier. And so what you really need to do is figure out what's the the work that needs to be done in your business, like podcast production or, you know, get the the step by step in managing that salon or whatever it is. There's like the work to be done. Then there's the manager to like assign the work and check the work. And then there's the boss that kind of tells the manager what to do and steers the yeah. ship and just kind of thinking it in terms of your business in those three levels it's so simple, but it helps so much. So they're going to grow rich for the positivity, imagination, creativity, motivation, and then the e-myth for that idea of boss, manager, worker. I love the think and grow rich because I've read that in the last two years. And that's where my book and uh, my title and my podcast came from the law of increase serving. So I appreciate you mentioning that because it's, it's why I'm here today talking to you with this podcast. And it is a, it's an incredible book and people should read it. Um, I want to thank you. We're running out of time here. I want to thank you for being on the show. Um, His information will be in the show notes, but what's the name of your company and give them the way they can contact you. Marketer of the day.com. Name of my company is dfypodcast.com. Reach out to him. If you're thinking about a podcast, You know, I hear people say there's so many podcasts out there, but you know what? You don't need to connect with 300 million people in the United States. You connect with a few thousand and you help some one person with your podcast, like my podcast has. It's well worth it. Um, With that being said, because you're a smart guy, I can tell, and you got a great business going. What's one tip you want to, you can leave my audience that can help them in their business or personal life? Be a speaker in whatever context that means for you. I was thinking just this morning how I joined a mastermind a few years ago and we went to this mastermind and each person sitting at the table had to stand up and talk about their business, talk about their problems. And I remember being so nervous because I thought, what am I going to say? I have to stand up and maybe tell a joke and keep people entertained. And now in my more older years, that idea seems very doable. 
And it's a thing where I'm not as nervous about it. You have your podcast here where we're meeting. I'm speaking. You're speaking. We can articulate points and answer questions. But I'm sure there was a point in your life, Steve, where you were afraid to talk to a girl. You were afraid to go to a job interview. And you need to develop that muscle. You need to be a speaker in whatever context that is. And that might mean making sales calls, but it especially means podcasting so that way you can talk about your business and your passion and your message and have these conversations. Do podcasting and be a speaker in whatever context that means for you to increase your confidence and get your message figured out.